Welcome back. We are in full on fall effect. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, effect. <Mo> too. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome. If you have never been here before, welcome. We are the Soul Sisters podcast. Mm-hmm. We are so excited that you're joining us today because mm-hmm. just like honestly every other episode, we have a good one for you today. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. And we were decorating almonds. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I'm super excited about the way that we decorated everything. Everything just feels so cozy and welcoming. Yes. So the only thing we're missing is chimney. Yes. Or some fire. I know. We need. <laughs> we need a little camp fire right here with some s'mores. Yes. That'd be perfect. Where we live, it's. It actually started to feel like fall for a little bit and we're back to the hot so yep we're a little hot in houston yeah. at all times year I, round <laughs> yes it is hot year round but there's always that one week that one week where it has perfect weather in my opinion okay i like it to be between 70 and 85 there's only ever one week in the entire year that it's ever like that <laughs> and we already went through that week and i was so sad <laughs> because i was like <sighs> no more perfect weather for ellie i know now it's either gonna be in the 90s and hundreds or if not in the 60s and below and that's just too cold for me same yeah i've been walking out and i'm like (laughs) i'm okay i hate it it's just like i just want like some real cozy weather that's all wrong (laughs) wrong city for that girl wrong city wrong state yes because so what we got in store for you guys today i feel like we do a lot of because Mm -hmm. like we've said before we are so big on self-reflection self-growth And so today we're going to hit a topic that I think Ellie and I have both struggled with. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people struggle with this. So we're just going to give our two cents if we can help anybody with our perspective. You know, that's our goal at the end of the day. Yes, to help anybody else who's struggling through the same thing. If you need a different perspective, a different idea, something, a different take on whatever the situation is and see if you can use it for yourself. And so what we wanted to talk about today was particularly, well, we wanted to start with people pleasing. Mm -hmm. So I was actually listening or watching, uh, scrolling through TikTok, right? In the middle of the night one day. And one of the videos that I came across was this girl was talking about particularly people pleasing, the fear of rejection, fear of intimacy, and setting boundaries which honestly i struggle with all of those Mm -hmm. honestly and so i kind of did like a little self-reflection on it and to find a way to tie them all together and so the way that i put it right was with people pleasing whenever you people please you you're either speaking falsely of yourself or walking falsely in an attempt to comfort the other person at the expense of your own comfort, mm-hmm. right? You're trying to comfort somebody else so that you, because you don't want to deal with the the conflict or the whatever negative thing that can come after it. That's what you're trying to avoid with people pleasing, right? Right. Like them not liking you. Right. Things like that. Mm-hmm. And... The next thing was the fear of rejection. And that one is a huge struggle for me. I've struggled with that for ever. (laughs) Same. I feel like it's a very common thing for girls to deal with because apart from any childhood trauma, which I think is where all stems out of, I think girls struggle with the fear of rejection because of how society has it put that you know it's the guys always chasing you it's Mm -hmm. you basically get what you want as a woman right so whenever you don't and you see all these especially like we've talked a lot a lot about with social media you see all these girls getting guys thrown at them and their comments and their lives whatever and so 
to be a girl and to feel rejection from a guy i think it's a real fear that a lot of us are maybe not comfortable admitting <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. and additionally like apart from like just in guys in general like in other aspects of your life like let's say you're going into like an interview i remember i used to my fear of rejection going into interviews is like i don't get the job or like it'll be like any kind of thing yeah like um, you just feel like you're not good enough right like i'm not qualified for this job i'm not mm -hmm. i used to feel that a lot i don't know why about my age i used to feel so self-conscious about my age about your age yeah like In going into job interviews okay i would always feel like oh they're gonna think i'm too young for this like mm -hmm. what does she know she's so young right you know yeah i don't know why i always had that fear <laughs> like when it came to jobs i always felt like people would think I was too young <laughs> right yeah i totally get that and then to tie that that particular fear of rejection into the people pleasing mm -hmm. that's also where a people pleasing comes in you fear reject being rejected by that person and by rejection i mean oh they're not gonna like me or it's gonna start a conflict that re that conflict that dislike is the rejection itself mm -hmm. right the way the video explained it a fear of, of rejection is you're letting that person dictate your own value and your worth right and that's a power that you only have for yourself right. but you're allowing other other people to do that for you mm -hmm. and that's not fair on yourself and to tie those together the overall idea for all of these four that i've listed is i kind of turned it into like a mantra for myself so i speak and i walk my truth okay. at all times mm -hmm. so instead of people pleasing if i'm people pleasing that i'm not speaking my truth right if i'm just saying what you want to hear for your comfort and knowing that it's going to make me uncomfortable that's not me speaking my truth that's me that's me speaking falsely about myself right and i can't do that mm -hmm. and fearing someone else reject me that's a that's a false ideal right because other people don't dictate my value and they don't dictate my worth i do mm -hmm. so the thing the truth is other people cannot reject me. Other situations cannot reject me. The only thing that they can do is redirect me. The only person who can truly reject me is me, <laughs> right? So right. if I'm speaking falsely about myself, then I'm rejecting me. Mm -hmm. If I'm not walking in my truth, I am rejecting me. You know, so the real fear of rejection is me rejecting myself. And then for the next one was the fear of intimacy which that one comes in and i'm not talking of just about like whenever we think about intimacy we think about just sex right and intimacy is beyond just sex it's everything after it's the connection that you build with someone you can have intimacy with someone that you don't have a sexual relationship with it mm -hmm. could be a platonic relationship it can be a familial relationship someone you don't even know <laughs> right right it's intimacy intimacy is literally the connection where you can be yourself mm -hmm. right so you can be vulnerable with that person you can show them a part of yourself that you wouldn't show other people right that's real intimacy and to me my fear of intimacy stems from like whenever i'm like little right it's childhood trauma <laughs> who would have guessed <laughs> i know so for me i had to think about it that same way tied into that same narrative that same mantra of i am speaking and walking my truth mm -hmm. so if i am not speaking and walking my truth then i cannot be intimate particularly if whatever like let's say like with you like you seem like my super goofy wild oh side. I, I thought you were about to expose me <laughs> what did they do i don't know that's why i was i was intrigued like what is she gonna say <laughs> you're like like you oh okay like my intimate okay like <laughs> who, who am i intimately scared of do tell i love when people analyze me <laughs> um no but like i was talking about like our relationship together right so i would say that i'm very intimate with you particularly in our relationship mm -hmm. obviously i'm not talking about sex here guys okay i'm talking about don't get the wrong idea don't get the wrong idea 
I'm talking about like our actual connection. Mm-hmm. You've seen me like I say like the stupidest <laughs> head ass shit ever. Okay. And I won't do that with just anybody. Right. Like whenever a stranger comes up to me or like someone who's just in like an acquaintance, the thing that I get the most is you look so innocent. Oh, you're so sweet. Cause you don't know me that well yet. <laughs> and that's funny i don't know what it is about me i attract a lot of introverts mm-hmm. all my closest friends are introverted and i am so extroverted ellie i'm um introverted. janet jp like all my friends well at one point they were introverted i feel like now a lot of y'all have come out of your cocoon mm-hmm. and have become a little more extroverted yeah but i remember because you know when you're little you don't think about these things yeah you're like introvert extrovert like you know mm-hmm. you don't really think about that but right. as i got older i remember one time i was i don't even remember who i was with and someone i was with janet and somebody else and they were like oh you're so quiet to janet mm-hmm. and i'm like are we speaking of the same person <laughs> and that's when it hit me like the people that you surround yourself with like the person you see so the person i see in you that version is not shown to everybody mm-hmm and that's yeah. when it really hit me whenever somebody said one of my closest friends was an introvert. And I was like, where? <laughs> like, bitch, where? That, is, that ain't no introvert. She loud as fuck and she talk a lot. What you mean? <laughs> yeah. But not everyone gets that version of yourself. Right, right. So it's... And obviously, introversion and extroversion does play a part in this. So just because you're introverted doesn't mean that you fear intimacy. Other people are really just are that quiet. And obviously, I'm not going to just show that part of myself to just anybody, you know, regardless of whether I have a fear of intimacy or not. And that goes for like any person. But the fear of intimacy is me being my true self, right? So if I'm covering up a true part of myself and kind of masking that with something else that I think would be that other people would deem as acceptable then that's where that fear of intimacy comes in I do want to elaborate on that part it's not that you're very quiet around people it's that you mask a certain part of yourself to get a certain validation or a certain acceptance from somebody else Mm -hmm. Right, which is what I used to do a lot or still currently do. I'm a work in progress, guys. Work in progress. But that's where the fear of intimacy comes in. And that's where you need to walk your truth in this mm-hmm. and speak your truth in this. Right. And then the last one was to set your boundaries. Right. So there's going to be so many times in your life where people will try to cross your boundaries and even though you've drawn those boundaries out with them, they're still going to try and cross them. But it is your responsibility, your duty to yourself to withstand those boundaries. Mm -hmm. And the only way to do that is to speak your truth and walk your truth in that same way, in Mm -hmm. that same manner. Because whenever you're setting those boundaries and standing up for those boundaries, you're not doing it from like a place of hate. You're not doing it from a place of like i don't want that from you yeah yeah it's uh, purely out of like it looks like a way that it may it may even feel like such a negative thing to do because trust me like i've been there you know like it feels like you're going to stir up some conflict or Or like if you want to change the other person right Mm -hmm. and that's not the case as even though it feels that way the reality is it's coming from a place of love a place of self-love self-love for sure Mm -hmm. so the only way to love yourself is to again speak and walk your truth so the mantra is speak i speak and walk my truth at all times and to do that i am capable of not people pleasing not fearing rejection not fearing intimacy and standing up for my boundaries right or setting up your boundaries right and i feel like there can also be a balance Mm -hmm. um just because you don't go around telling everyone your business and being vulnerable to everyone doesn't mean you have a fear of intimacy right like you also need to be smart and also open up to the right people because let's be honest everyone or not everyone that's in your life is 
with the best intentions for you. Right. And a lot of the times it's just best to be quiet mm-hmm. and just kind of chill, you know, in like yeah. social settings as opposed to speaking on things that really people don't one aren't interested in but they will act interested in Mm -hmm. you know and i feel like that can hurt you in the end sometimes right yeah so also being smart about it right right yeah so there's like a a limit or a balance like you said right a balance and i think that fear of intimacy could be explained or seen better in relationships that you hold closer to yourself Mm -hmm. so like your best friends like your siblings your parents or people that you hold close relationships with if you're unable to feel and or create an intimate connection with them then that's where your fear of intimacy is showing Mm -hmm. so let's say okay i'll give an example like for me one of them was and we've already gone over this the mommy issues (laughs) not the mommy issues so one of the things for me was being able to hold meaningful conversations with my mom right i feared that she would again reject me from what i would be saying Mm -hmm. so i would withhold that intimate connection with her by masking it masking it right like i would the mask would be i didn't want that connection with her i didn't want to connect with her i didn't want to be on good terms with her i didn't want to be around her that was my fear of intimacy Mm -hmm. right until i realized that that's basically i'm masking myself and basically ultimately lying to everybody but more importantly lying to myself right that i didn't want any of that right because right. that's i think a really important note to have is that a lot of the times we make it our truth when it's not right my you know when it's not your truth so mm-hmm. you do need to be in my opinion very self-aware but also hold yourself accountable right you know mm-hmm. we love to lie to ourselves and say it enough times to where the lie becomes our truth right and that's not the case mm-hmm. because i think a lot of the times we are scared to dig deeper right you know yeah. it's just easier to avoid and say no that's not my truth my truth is this right you know which is a lot easier because yes. you don't have to face any fears mm-hmm. you don't have to face any obstacles yeah. just easier to no it's <laughs> easier to not do the work easier to not do the work (laughs) but believe me the work is necessary and it it is so worth it rewarding Mm -hmm. yeah yeah sorry i didn't mean to cut you off (laughs) no you're good i I was actually kind of done with that sentence so okay (laughs) sorry back to the mommy issues (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um but i mean apart from like the mommy like it's shown in other areas of my life not just in my mommy issues okay so it's happened in all every single kind of my relationships friendships romantic relationships within my family it's my fear of intimacy has shown in some way in each and every single one of them where and my fear of intimacy was shown whenever i would withhold certain parts of myself certain things that i wanted to express but i didn't Mm -hmm. And I would fear the fear intimacy because I was fearing the rejection. Right. I did. I didn't want to be intimate with that person because I didn't want them to reject me. Mm -hmm. Right. So with my mom, I didn't want to be intimate with her because I didn't want her to reject me. Right. And again, so then in that sense, I kind of wasn't exactly people pleasing because that's not something that she wanted me to do to. She didn't want me to like pull away from her. Right. Right but it stemmed from me not having boundaries and again me not walking my truth and speaking my truth Mm -hmm. because although she's my mom and i know that she loves me i was still putting my value and my worth in my mom's hands Mm -hmm. and truthfully that's not the right thing to do either even if they're your parents yes no matter how close like your kids your mm -hmm. sisters your brothers should only be in your own right in your own hands right and to be completely honest when it comes to dictating your own true your own value and your own worth 
you're the only person capable of doing that because it doesn't matter how p- close that person is to you. They're not sitting next to you 24-7. They're not in your mind. They can't hear every single thought or see every vision that you have in your head 24-7. So yes, someone can get to know you very, very well, but they will never have the capacity of knowing you 100% because they don't know every single thought that crosses your mind right and a lot of the times we don't even know ourselves 100 percent, right Mm because like you said that takes time that takes work Mm -hmm. to really truly get to know yourself right oh for sure especially like talking about boundaries i speak on you know personal experiences and for me it was in a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. where i didn't even know my boundaries Mm -hmm. you know um there was things that i was still learning about myself within the relationship and it was things that i didn't know i needed to set a boundary on i was still getting to know myself really getting to know the things that bothered me and there were things that bothered me but i didn't know i needed to set a boundary Mm -hmm. because i think also we need to realize like you just said people are not in your mind people don't know what you're thinking people don't know how you're feeling especially if you don't say it Mm-hmm. For us, it may be common sense. We may mm-hmm. think, well, duh, don't do this, don't say this. But to the other person, it, it it's not that big of a deal. It could and, be normal to them too. Right. And I think that's a really important thing to always have in mind because that's, I think, where I struggled a lot, where I just assumed he was reading my mind. And because it bothered me, and it made me feel uncomfortable. He just automatically should have known that and mm-hmm. should have stopped doing those things or stopped saying those things. But no one's a mind reader. Right. If I don't tell you, hey, this is bothering me. This is making me feel uncomfortable. Please don't do this. Please don't say this. Whatever the case may be, they're going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I also think that puts a bad image in our mind of them because we're like, oh, well, they're so inconsiderate. Like, you know it's common sense how could they not they just don't care about me mm-hmm. keep in mind all this while wow, you haven't said anything right but that may not be the case you know like you just said to them it may be absolutely normal and everyday thing and if you don't say anything if you don't speak up for yourself how are they supposed to know right they're not mind readers nobody's a mind reader as much as we try to you right. know now, if you do speak up and you say, hey, this is bothering me and they continue to do whatever it is that is bothering you, then that's a completely different story. Right. And that's something that happened to me a lot where I would set my boundaries and this other person said, well, I still don't see how it's that big of a deal. And because it's not a big, a, it's not a big deal to me, I'm just going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's also, I think, where you need to set those boundaries on top of the boundaries Mm -hmm. you know it's like okay i already told you what's bothering me and you're gonna keep doing it then i have to realize that that's just plain old disrespect right you're not respecting me you're not respecting my boundaries and you need to see where to move on from there right you need to put yourself first and i think that's also where i struggled putting myself first Mm -hmm. i would always put the other person first the people pleasing yeah and ultimately (laughs) it ended up hurting me right because like i said to them it was just whatever it's not that big of a deal Mm -hmm. you're just being crazy or whatever the excuse may be for them Mm -hmm. and who ended up hurt in the end me Mm because i could have just nipped it in the butt and just stopped it right there you know but i kept it going i kept it being okay and that's one of the things where i changed the truth within me because I told myself the lie so often. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it is not that big of a deal. Maybe I am just being a little crazy, a little psycho. Like, mm-hmm. is it really that big of a deal? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if it's bothering you that much, don't change your truth. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And also, everyone has different boundaries. Everyone has different limits. Just because somebody else has put up with that doesn't mean you have to or you can. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different. And if you can't, walk away. And it, is, it doesn't just mean in relationships, like romantic relationships. It could be a friendship. Mm-hmm. There are some toxic friends out there. If they're constantly stepping over your boundaries, making you feel uncomfortable in whatever instance that may be, 
you you don't need those type of friends right you don't need those type of people in your life mm-hmm. that was my two cents on that <laughs> <laughs> to what you were saying do you think that whenever you didn't um, uphold those boundaries for yourself did you do that did you let go of those boundaries because you were fearing being rejected by that person dang i don't even know <laughs> I think, yeah, ultimately, I guess I over or yeah, I ignored my own boundaries because at the end of the day, I guess I didn't want. I think for me, it's more fear of abandonment, mm-hmm. which I know it's a little hand in hand with rejection. But I think my daddy issues has more a stem or a heavy root in fear of abandonment. Mm-hmm. And even though I knew this particular situation, situation and relationship was bad for me i let it go on for so long because i mean for many reasons but i think a big one has was that fear of abandonment Mm. which ultimately is rejection right you know they're rejecting you they're no longer wanting you Mm -hmm. and so they leave but then again um, what i have learned a lot in my therapy work is that words also have a very very heavy meaning mm-hmm. and in my head i always told myself if i wasn't this way if i didn't do this these things you know i'm gonna be abandoned and he's gonna leave me that's what mm-hmm. i would always think he's gonna leave me mm-hmm. and it wasn't until not that long ago where i started learning words have meanings and me telling myself he's leaving me like that's also altering reality right. he's not leaving me I am choosing myself and I am removing myself from this toxic, you know, situation. You're being redirected. Exactly. I'm choosing myself. I'm loving myself. I am choosing to walk away for the better of me, you know, Mm -hmm. but me constantly saying, no, he's going to leave me. He's going to leave me. That also, I think, had a big part in it. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to be very careful about how we speak to ourselves and the kind of words that we use because even one word being different or you know changing it for something else can make the whole difference right well so talking about relationships i think all of this goes into play how all these things together whenever you're in a relationship and you start the people pleasing you start fearing them rejecting you you start fearing creating an actual intimacy with them and by intimacy I mean, being truthful about yourself and setting boundaries with that person, I think in that sense, that's where you start to lose some sort of identity to yourself, which for sure happened to me, obviously. And although I wouldn't say it in my head all the time, or I wouldn't really say it in my head, I had that like that feeling or that fear that i was going to be left again you know so then i would continue with the people pleasing the not setting my boundaries all because i was fearing him that even though i wouldn't say it in my head i had that feeling oh he's going to leave me again you know so that's what i was trying to avoid so i was letting go of my intimacy i was fearing being intimate with him and by intimate i mean being truthful with him speaking my truth and walking my truth with him because i was fearing that he was going to be leaving me again right so that's where i started reverting back to the same habits the same cycles all over again and ultimately that led me to completely lose my own identity and completely rewrite it into a version that i thought was going to be deemed as acceptable or valuable to him yeah you know like you became the partner you thought he wanted right instead of being who i am right yeah and ultimately that wasn't fair to him and more importantly that wasn't fair to me you know so i lost touch with myself and truthfully i lost touch with reality altogether like i had became completely dissociated not just from the relationship but from life itself mm-hmm. because i just wasn't being truthful with myself with my life 
that I had to completely dissociate from it altogether. I needed to create an alternate reality in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, so and the best way that I can explain dissociation is kind of like, you know how in SpongeBob Plank there's an episode where Plankton crawls into SpongeBob's head and he kind of puts some like remote remote controls in his brain and he's like controlling him but he's literally seeing everything through spongebob's eyes but it looks like a screen like a tv screen right i was plankton i wasn't spongebob i was plankton okay but the thing is the remote controls i wasn't controlling them they were controlling themselves they were on autopilot so everything i was doing for my day-to-day life it was just things that i normally do i was doing habitual things things that i didn't even need to think about you know i didn't have to mentally be there i could have been doing just about anything but mentally i was not there i was mentally i was never really present Mm -hmm. you know i was never really there in those present moments right you know so i could tell you during a lot majority of my time majority of my years is kind of it feels like everything kind of went super fast and not and like i know everybody says that time flies by you know but no like there's so many times where that i noticed that were the times where i dissociate it's not just that they went by so fast it's that i don't even remember them like there's yeah. so many like memory gaps in me where it's like i don't remember anything about that and it's not because my memory's horrible. It's because I was not there. For sure. I wasn't there. So I can't remember something that I, I wasn't present for. Because mm-hmm. I physically, yeah, I was there. But you weren't. But I wasn't. Ultimately. I I was in La La Land. <laughs> literally. La, 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 la. I literally created a whole different universe in my head. A whole different world where everything in my head was perfect. I lived in my head. I loved living in my head. Mm-hmm. everything in my head always went perfectly right you know so that's one of the issues that i've always had you know i used my mind to escape from reality mm-hmm. that makes me sound like a crazy person no but <laughs> like we were literally just talking about this a few days ago i don't know if you remember how this is kind of where addiction comes in and we were talking about this because a lot of people when we think of addiction we automatically just think drugs sex alcohol right but there's actually so many out there like literally anything can be an addiction and a lot of the times we use them for that exact same purpose to escape escape our reality right um my la la land became my alternate universe became my addiction because i was trying to escape my reality and you said during that time your addiction was your art uh, during that time yeah it was my art and also my basically me living in my head because i wasn't always drawing you know like right. i was drawing whenever i was at home or whenever i was in art class and i would doodle while i was like in other classes mm-hmm. but like apart from that like in instances where i didn't have a paper and pencil or pen or whatever in front of me right i still wasn't there but at that time obviously i couldn't use my addiction to art Mm-hmm. to escape from that reality i was using my you know my Your own head. different universe Your in my head imagination yes my <laughs> imagination that became also an addiction for me escaping my reality by dissociating and going somewhere else and like daydreaming mm-hmm. a perfect life yeah that was also my addiction and that became like in your head what you imagined was your reality yeah that literally became my reality like what i lived in my head i felt like i lived it yeah like i felt like you were okay yeah i was present for my alternate universe but in reality i really wasn't present in that universe in the real chill out thanos universe (laughs) (laughs) okay thanos (laughs) just kidding just kidding. which honestly can be like i, I like i don't want to say it's dangerous but it's like i, think I feel it like it kind of can be yeah because what if i had never wanted to come back yeah and i feel like there are people out there that really do just live in la la land mm-hmm. and they live in their own little world and i think to a certain extent it can be healthy 
if you do it with limitations because i do understand like this world can be very ugly very negative mm -hmm. so you need to also have some positivity within yourself but you also be you also need to be realistic mm -hmm. you know and i just escape different things right yeah because that's what i was trying to go with at with the addiction thing where people go to music and that's why some people truly become addicted to music because mm -hmm. it makes them dissociate from their life and the music becomes their reality right that was me in middle school mm -hmm. and like i lived breathed and everything in between music mm -hmm. and i mean to a certain extent i feel like it was good because i felt like it helped me with my depression mm -hmm. a lot like it was a way for me to express myself even though i wasn't the one writing it right but it was kind of a way of self you know yeah expression mm -hmm. um but yeah a lot of people like it can be anything food mm -hmm. music movies napping a Definitely. lot of people That's why you hear of a lot of people being very lazy when they're in depression. Mm -hmm. Because when you're depressed, you're in that mode. All you want to do is escape. Leave right. it. You don't want that to be your reality. Mm -hmm. And so what do a lot of people do? They take naps. They will sleep and sleep yep. <laughs> for hours on top of hours. Me and Ellie have been through that. There was days or there was a period in my a period of time in my life where I could honestly without exaggeration could sleep for 17 hours straight without getting up to go use the restroom without getting up to like get a snack i would not get up at all 17 hours straight that was your max i thought you ever think did so without even waking up once i've gone more than a full day so more than 24 hours but i would wake up here and there to go pee because like yeah. i would have to go pee but like straight mm -hmm. probably around 17 18 hours so like in that period of even though like you having to wake up with the exception of like peeing what's the longest you've gone oh shit probably it was either 32 or 36 hours oh dang but that one wasn't because of depression <laughs> that one was because yeah janet stayed up for three days straight <laughs> that that's a whole story i stayed up for three days straight three days I no sleep that. no nap nothing like we were awake for three days i will not forget the bro one of those days oh my god so it was with my cousin and we were at her house and she dead ass almost <laughs> cocked me in the face because there was no more milk <laughs> like <laughs> that's what i was gonna bring up too, bro. bro okay so i know that i i saw this thing pop up on my social media that it says if you don't go if you go without sleep like you li would literally go crazy yeah because you can start hallucinating too. yeah and i used to not believe that because i had heard that way back when i was like oh like you're not gonna go crazy like mm -hmm. yeah you're gonna be tired nah so when i went those three days like i felt like i was on drugs Mm -hmm. i had never done drugs but i was like whatever drugs feel like this is what it is <laughs> yeah because i felt so lightheaded i would get irritated i would giggle out of nowhere for no apparent reason and i could not stop like literally i was going like i was going on a full maniac mm -hmm. mode episode whatever and yeah so her sister or yeah her sister my cousin ended up getting really re like no but she was like mad at me mm -hmm. and She's a very strong person, so <laughs> I got scared because we were eating cookies and milk and then Oreos, Oreos and milk. Yeah, and it was in the middle of the day. I think it was at like two, three p.m. Mm -hmm. It was on a Saturday, I think, and that was the third day we had been up. We had been up since Thursday, mm -hmm. Thursday all day, Friday all day. We were into Saturday at like three p.m. and we were like, okay, like dipping the Oreos in the milk, you know. And then we had <laughs> ran out of milk because we were dipping it, drinking it, dipping it, drinking it. And she goes, okay, I'm going to go get more milk, like from the fridge. I was like, okay, bet, bring me some too. She went down. There was no more milk. She came up mad as fuck. <laughs> she was like, we're out of milk. I was like, okay, like then we're done. You know, if you just want to eat the cookies dry. She got so mad and she was like, I'm about to punch you in the face. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, this isn't even my house. What? Like, 
<laughs> I I got so scared. I was like, give me a second. I literally left the room. We were upstairs. I went downstairs. I went to your mom. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, can we please go get more milk? I kid you not. Right then and there, she took us to CVS and we got a gallon of milk. <laughs> I was so scared. She was going to punch me Bro, in the face. That's wild. Oh, hell no. That shit was so funny. But yeah, I was like almost scared for my life without like, I know it sounds like I'm exaggerating, but I'm not like, think about it. I hadn't been sleeping for three days. Mm -hmm. I was already feeling like legit crazy. Yeah. This girl, who I know could probably knock me out, mm -hmm. was so mad that she was out of milk. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, your mom, I don't know if she would remember if you asked her, but she dead ass took us to CVS That's right then funny. and there. I don't remember if I told her, like, Janet's mad, she's going to hit me. I don't know, but I do remember she took us right then and there to, to a get CVS. Milk. Yeah, oh to get a gosh. little gallon of milk. That's and funny. then I remember we came back. We didn't even eat more cookies and milk we went straight to bed <laughs> oh my gosh and then we slept for the next two days and that was our full week three days five days that was a full five-day week for us that's wild i slept for mm -mm. like that day i think we slept or those two days like 32 or 36 hours and i want to say out of the whole time i only woke up once to Dang. pee because like i was literally going fucking crazy a little bit out of what we're talking about yes. but <laughs> <laughs> okay so that shit was funny you slept for 36 hours you know actually that they say that the reason that they tell you not to drive when you're tired mm -hmm. is because especially if you haven't had enough sleep is because your cognitive your your cognition is just as bad as if you were drinking and driving dang i don't doubt it because mm -hmm. like have you ever I mean, I'm sure it's happened to all of us when we're driving and we're just so tired. We're just trying to keep our eyes open and just yeah. get home safely. Mm -hmm. You really do start seeing double sometimes, especially yeah, if do. it's late at night mm -hmm. and like you see and reflections. You kind of start swerving a little in your lane. Like, <laughs> yeah, especially in the car that I have now, because I have not in my old blazer, but mm -hmm. I have a newer car now and I have a uh, driver assistant. Mm -hmm. Assistance is what it's called. And um, if I get too close to a lane, it'll start beeping. Mm -hmm. Luckily, and I've had that where I'm so tired and I'm like fighting it. I even get like super close to the steering wheel and I'm like, stay awake, stay awake. Like I'll put on music super loud yeah i'm like stay awake stay awake <laughs> and um it's happened where i get a little too close to the lane and it's like beep 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 beep, beep and i'm like oh shit and then i you know like yeah a little back mm -hmm. but yeah don't do that yeah it's i feel like that's the worst feeling ever driving while you're that freaking tired that you could just like especially when it's not just mental like it's phys like you're yes. physically your eyes are shutting on you yeah Mm -hmm. where it's like you've literally like another um spongebob episode where they put the toothpicks in their eyes literally <laughs> <laughs> there's a spongebob episode for everything. for everything i know but how did we get onto this topic oh yeah i asked you Jenna how many hours crazy fuck. <laughs> i know yeah how many hours have you slept straight so yeah. for me i think 36 either 32 or 36 around that ballpark okay for me it was max ma the maximum that i've ever slept was 18 with the exception of one time where I was actually really sick and I was like just like on medication mm. that the medication just like knocked me out. Yeah. And I remember I, I like slept for like I think 24, 25 hours. Straight? Straight. Um, I woke up once. Okay. Because I had after I took the medication in the kitchen, I didn't go back up to my room. I just stayed downstairs mm -hmm. because I knew that I was going to have to keep letting my dog in and out yeah. of the house so that the, um, she can use the restroom. I fell asleep and I left her outside and I fell asleep in the couch. And then I didn't know, but my mom had left the windows open upstairs mm -hmm. and there was a breeze. So it kind of pushed the blinds and whenever they fell back, it hit the window, mm -hmm. right? And it made a noise. So I got scared. Okay, I'm practically drugged up on these medications, okay? <laughs> Half asleep. There's a ghost. <laughs> and I'm over here thinking that somebody broke into the house. Oh, no. Okay, so I'm like terrified but like half asleep i call my mom and i'm like i think somebody's in the house and my uncle had just gotten uh, got into the house right she was like go outside your deals out there i'm like okay uh, and i ended up getting into my car i fall asleep in the car 
my mom comes back home i think like 20 minutes later and we all come back inside the house i don't even think i even said hi to my tia or my tia i went back to the to the couch i like knocked out and when i woke up like they weren't even there anymore it was the next day <laughs> like hella drugged up oh yeah but, but i'm not gonna lie those sleeps are the best I when know. you're sick and you take that night medication and it mm-hmm. just knocks you out like because i'm a person that remembers her dreams every night mm-hmm. and for a lot of them i'm basically mentally awake because i can still think and i lose a dream a lot mm-hmm. and so i feel like i don't mentally rest even when i'm asleep so i love when i get sick <laughs> i love when i get sick and i get to take like nyquil or whatever i get prescribed and i'm just out yeah i don't even dream i don't i'm not awake in my dream Mm -hmm. because yeah i'll be awake in my dreams all the time that's wild yeah hella off topic (laughs) that is off topic i actually started trying these supplements that my doctor gave me right Mm -hmm. it's supposed to it's like anxiety it's like supplements like to help like easier anxiety which has helped so like i knock out like a lot quicker because otherwise at night it'll take me like hours to fall asleep because my mind is just going a million miles an hour Mm -hmm. and i started after i started taking these supplements i fall asleep super quickly and i noticed that i actually started dreaming more often and i can recollect i can recollect my my dreams the next morning for the most part interesting and i've been writing them down i'm like these words are like weird as fuck dude like (laughs) they're just weird i don't like i'm i'm not really aware that i'm dreaming whenever i'm dreaming Mm -hmm. until i wake up yeah because sometimes in my dreams i'll be asleep and i'm like dreaming in my dreams if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and it's weird it is it's kind of like um have you seen the movie inception i haven't bro okay so like they go like in dreams they go in, in dreams within their dreams within their dreams like it's like levels to this shit trippy yeah right and i started and like my dreams started getting like that and i'm like that's wild and i'm like i don't realize that i'm not dreaming until i wake up right it's weird but yeah <laughs> so i just think it's lucid dreaming it's fun mm-hmm. i like it yeah well i like doing it i don't like not feeling rested when i wake up gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so to tie this back to what we were originally talking about back to the topic at hand well the topic well the topic after that particular topic we started talking about depression the topic after the topic the addiction if you must right (laughs) honestly depression can be kind of addicting too though oh because there was i i know that during um a lot of my episodes there was points where i honestly i could tell you i did not want to come out of my depression Mm -hmm. right like i didn't want to come out of those escapes that i was like living in one of them being my alternate universe in my head i didn't want to come out of those i didn't want to leave those and i knew that to come out of my depression i would have to leave those behind i'm sorry (laughs) i I didn't hope you were you didn't hear the (laughs) depression (laughs) not the depression (laughs) the depression (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> gotta call it out <laughs> couldn't we just <laughs> strolled right along pretending like that didn't happen you can't do that i right? really kept talking like i could I really know, play it <laughs> i know <laughs> like maybe she won't catch it <laughs> bro you're lucky i had some water in my mouth at the time oh <laughs> <laughs> um, but no but like really those those addictions depression depression is like it really is addicting like you don't it kind of like how we have said in previous episodes depression can become your comfort zone oh yeah for sure it can be very comforting once you've been in it for so long it's comforting it's because it's normal to you exactly and whenever you start losing sight of what could be like the actual reality of what it is yeah you kind of don't want to come out of it no and then it can be something so simple like i know for me i didn't want to come out of my depression as dumb as it sounds but i didn't want to stop sleeping Mm -hmm. my thing was if i get out of this depression i'm not going to want to sleep as much and i don't want to stop sleeping (laughs) (laughs) so yours was you didn't want to stop sleeping i didn't want to leave my universe yeah yeah and it all 
ties back to a little kind of sadness. Yeah. And to be fair, I still kind of go into my universe. Not as frequently as I used to, but she's still a little cuckoo. Yeah. <laughs> I still go into my universe. That's just always been my... Hey, I mean, you could turn comfort. like other people and turn those stories, those realities into books. You could start writing them down. That's actually not a bad idea. My homegirl can become an Arthur. Arthur. To be honest, if you didn't say it the second time, I wouldn't have even picked it up on really? it because I started thinking about what my books would be about. <laughs> I was about to say, I could be a superhero over here. Bro, in my <laughs> universe, I am a superhero, okay? I'm a superhero. Hey, that's that's how a lot of these stories are made up. You I know. know. They're made up, but they're good for a reason. People mm-hmm. come up with these alternate universes, alternate realities, yeah. and they turn themselves into this alter ego mm-hmm. do it my homegirl over here gonna become a best-selling i'm gonna be the next marvel hey the next dc <laughs> dc dc <laughs> we're team dc over here mm-hmm. go away marvel fans <laughs> red hood oh my gosh oh, i still need to do that okay so i'm trying okay that this is way out of topic but i still want to say though <laughs> are we still in halloween mode <laughs> Bam. I still want to be Red Hood for Comic Palooza. Mm-hmm. I still need to make my. We still mask. need to go to a Comic Con, first of all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to hit up a Comic Con. And then we went through this phase where we were like so freaking addicted to comics. I went into, I think that was my alternate universe because mm-hmm. I went so deep into a DC hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I lived, breathed, bathed pooped peed <laughs> dc for months yeah do you remember that i do i oh remember you got me into it whenever we were living together for a while yeah and yeah. oh shit it was since that other apartment oh my god then i did yeah. it for like a year mm-hmm. oh my, i was so in- i mean i'm still into dc don't get me wrong like i'm a fan but when i tell you i was in this almost like dark hole mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mm. okay but like for real though <laughs> mm. the dc animated films uh those a hit different okay a1 i love those oh my it's not everyone's cup of tea because it is animated so a lot of people are like eh, i don't like cartoons but yeah like it's not a regular cartoon but okay guys i mean i know it's us and we're always off topic but we but we have one let's all the way over there reel it back in <laughs> let's really reel it um oh yes <laughs> <laughs> sorry but yeah no i don't know why i looked at you like i didn't know what what you were saying she always a little confuzzled my 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 brain lagged okay (laughs) she lagging in real time (laughs) my brain lagged okay but to tie everything back in we're talking about it's important how it's important to speak and walk your truth and when i say walk your truth i mean be your truth because if you're speaking if you're only speaking your truth you're only using doing that with your words but with acting your truth that's where more importantly that's where the boundaries come in because you can say it but if you were not actively putting up those boundaries um, and standing up for them then there's no action behind your words you know yeah because you can set them but if you're not standing up for them when the time comes that people are trying to cross them right you're not you're not walking your truth in there don't just talk the talk walk Walk the the walk walk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. walk Mm. what walk walk like Like guacamole oh (laughs) way off way off but yes for yeah talk the talk walk the walk and stand behind yourself yes it's hard to do but it's a must Mm -hmm. especially if you want to succeed in this life you can't allow people to walk all over you and honestly setting up boundaries and not reinforcing them and letting people you know not respect them is allowing people to walk all over you Mm -hmm. and that ain't fair to you girl right or guy Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just you gotta love yourself and respect yourself 
we've talked about this specific topic before in another episode but loving yourself is so important mm -hmm. self-love is so important because no one's gonna have your back like you no one not even mm -hmm. your parents because they're not with you 24 7 right you know and even when they do tell you like if they're the ones that are telling you you're not in a healthy relationship like stand up for yourself you're not gonna listen to them anyway right so, <laughs> yeah you know but yeah at the end of the day love yourself set those boundaries and how you talk to yourself is very important mm -hmm. you constantly saying well they're gonna leave me they're gonna leave me no you're gonna leave the toxic situation mm -hmm. because at the end of the day staying is gonna be only hurtful to you mm -hmm. you know so also learning how to change that dialogue within yourself or even when you're talking out loud like when you're venting to a friend and you're like hey i just i really don't want him to leave me no right like he's not leaving you or she's not leaving you or whatever you know mm -hmm. you're removing yourself from that situation right and saying it in a different way sometimes does really make a difference i've tried mm -hmm. it in my you know with situations with myself especially like in therapy when i have told my therapist certain things and the way i say it, she's like okay no let's try this way to say it and then she'll tell me a different way to say it and like it really does feel different it's kind of mm -hmm. crazy Cause at first when she told me that I'm in my head, I'm like, well, like how different can it be at the end of the day? It's like the same situation. I want the same result. No, it really makes a difference. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, how you hear it, how you right. say it. It's how you ultimately believe it. Right. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Words really do have power. Mm -hmm. Almost like she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> Almost like she's licensed and professional and, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> like she's told people before. <laughs> no yeah she's dope she's great but mm -hmm. yeah i if i could give anybody any any advice on this it would i in my opinion i think that would be the biggest one for me um learn how to say things in a different way to mm -hmm. give yourself more power to leave certain situations right. or to stand up for yourself or mm -hmm. to stop people pleasing mm -hmm. you know to stop having these fears of things that honestly maybe not even there because a right. lot of the times we make all these fears in our head mm -hmm. all these situations all these things that more than likely won't happen that way mm -hmm. like y'all create these universes in your head just like you do good ones we do bad ones you <laughs> yes. know it's not always rainbows and cupcakes sometimes we make really bad situations for ourselves when mm -hmm. they're not there like right nos hacemos la vida más difícil for no reason for real like what is he doing <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i've been saying this for myself for a few days actually since because this kind of self-reflection kind of came to me not too long ago so i've been kind of i've been using those same four points that i made earlier and i've been actively saying these things to myself so i'll say i do not people please because i talk and walk my truth mm-hmm I do not fear other people rejecting me because only I am truly capable of rejecting myself. And I do not fear intimacy because, again, I speak and I walk my truth. And I set up my boundaries because, again, I walk and talk my truth. So I've been using all those four points to that to make that same mantra of I speak and I walk my truth right daily so i mean obviously i've only been doing this for a few like saying or speaking this to myself for the past few days but the past few days it's helped a lot actually and i was actually having a conversation not too long ago where i was talking about i guess like uh frequencies right so everything has its frequency so and that includes how you think how you feel right all of that has a it emits a certain wavelength into the world. Mm -hmm. So if you're constantly having negative thoughts, right, then you're sending those wavelengths, you're sending that frequency out into the world, and the world can only respond in that same frequency. So if you're constantly saying, oh, everything, oh, like I have such bad luck, everything goes to shit for me, the world's going to keep sending you bad luck. The world's going to be sending you just shit yeah you know in the same way like if you feel like shit constantly the world's just gonna keep sending you shit 
yeah you know whereas and i know that it's difficult to like just change it like if you can't turn it into something positive turn it into something neutral for yourself you know if you can't make it positive just neutralize it you can't be like wow this is amazing (laughs) yeah you can also just be like it is what it is Mm -hmm. and then we because we were also talking about this being grateful you can turn it into okay this situation was bad but Mm -hmm. at least x y and z right and look at the good side you know Mm -hmm. like yes i might have i don't know lost my job but at least I'm healthy enough to look for another one. Mm-hmm. At least I have the opportunities to look for another one. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case may be, it's so good to always try to look at it in a positive light. Right. And it is hard. I mean, it we, is. we've all been through it. We've all been through a lot of situations where it just it feels so much so much easier to just be like, well, fucking like give up because this is hard. But right. at the end of the day, we have to remember. And I, I've been telling myself this so much you know recently the world does the world doesn't owe me shit mm-hmm. yes i've been through hard situations but so has a lot of people like the world does not owe me shit mm-hmm. it's up to me to make it a better situation for myself right because i feel like a lot it's so easy to just feel wah, 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 sorry for yourself mm-hmm. let me bring out my tiny little violin <laughs> you know like it as bad and rough tough as it sounds tough shit mm-hmm. That shit happens to so many people. And I know a lot of people say this, but it's true. So many people have it worse than you. Mm -hmm. I was reading this statistic that said if you were if you had if you have if you had food on your table this month and a roof over your head, you're already in the top like two percent of the world or something like that, Mm because it's the number of homeless people is ridiculous the number of people that can't even afford to feed themselves is like crazy so if you're able to just feed yourself and have a roof over your head like you are among like the top Mm. you know yeah because the world i mean a lot of people do have it rough you know Mm -hmm. and not to say not to minimize your struggles like your struggles are still your struggles and it's still hard but it does give you a different kind of perspective where could be worse you -hmm. know and just try to see it on the positive side yeah you know at the end of the day i mean at least are you fed are you closed are you in a home that's more than you can ask for sometimes mm-hmm. you know so yeah count your blessings yes. <laughs> be positive <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah being positive can definitely bring a lot more positivity into your life so you can only have positivity in your life if you already have it within yourself Anything that you're trying to get from the world, you have to have it within you first. The world cannot give you anything that you don't already have. Mm-hmm. They're not just going to magically make you happy. Mm-hmm. You got to start being happy within you. Because right. me and Ellie talk about this a lot, but that's a whole different conversation where we don't believe that a partner makes you happy. Mm-hmm. You have to be happy within yourself. And they, then someone comes along and they just emphasize that. Right. But you can be all sad and grumpy and whatever and have someone come in and completely change your life and make it happy. Mm-hmm. Like no one should have that power over your, over your life. Right. And that's also not fair to put that much responsibility on somebody else. Right. Right. And yeah. if you are falling into that kind of cycle, it's important to acknowledge that fall that falls under codependency <laughs> and fucking break it <laughs> yes quit your shit <laughs> it's hard to do okay i was there before yeah. no it's hard to do but yeah we say all this from experience yeah. we've both been through it we've both we're been- not just talking shit okay <laughs> we're not these la 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 land girls yeah. who have had it who have had had everything their whole lives Mm -hmm. like we've both been through it we've both been through stuff since we were little um but we're just out here trying to spread that positivity that Mm -hmm. we are trying to now have Have for ourselves exactly so we hope that we can help anybody out there (laughs) yes but at the end of the day yeah you got to be responsible for yourself and your own actions and your own Mm -hmm. thoughts and your own feelings emotions everything behind that Mm -hmm. and we can say as much as we'd like on here but regardless of whatever we say or what anybody says to you or what you hear in your life that words other people's words literally have no effect on you unless you choose for yourself to want those changes so if you're listening to us and you're still 
down and out you know you're not wanting to make those changes for yourself you're not wanting to make a better life for yourself then our words aren't going to impact you our words aren't aren't going to encourage you they're not going to support you into whatever life you want to create for yourself so you have to want that for yourself first and i hope that even if that's not something that you want right now to whoever and everybody that's listening i hope that one day that you do come to that time in your life where you do want that change that maybe the words that we're speaking now will make an impact for you then yeah because i also feel like when you're not ready to make that change all these things that we've been saying they sound so fucking corny yeah like bro get over yourself like ill because mm-hmm. i used to be like that when i would hear people be positive and or like motivational speakers i would just be like literally ill like, yes uh, like happy people what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> literally, why are you here literally cringe i but know now it's it's it really changes your whole mindset on everything it's crazy mm-hmm. and that's why i feel like me and ellie have become this like walking cliche of shit we say <laughs> but literally. like i love it me and ellie do feel like a cliche you know when we say all these things about positivity and the universe and wavelengths and <laughs> everything because it's all those things that you hear in like motivation or things that you see in motivational posters mm-hmm. but when you truly start living that life i mean you just have a whole different kind of mindset right and so if we sound hella corny to you right now sorry fix your problems <laughs> and then come back and then y- you'll see what we're talking about <laughs> no i'm just kidding but yeah no hopefully you can resonate with something that we said along the way because we do switch subjects quite quite a bit <laughs> yeah it wouldn't be us if we didn't go on a whole bunch of other rants <laughs> for sure mm-hmm. but if you're still here with us Thank you so much. We enjoy making these videos and these episodes for you guys so much. Mm -hmm. Just some girl talk that is definitely needed and therapeutic. Definitely. And as always, y'all can always find us on all of our socials at Mm -hmm. Soul Sisters Lounge. And we're posted on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and now YouTube YouTube with our video now that you can actually see us if you by any chance missed the announcement or even the last episode you can now catch us on video podcast Mm -hmm. this is our second episode doing so so definitely check us out on youtube or wherever Mm -hmm. you get your favorite video podcasts and hopefully we get to see y'all next time Bye. bye